Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. I'm so glad you've joined with us today in the busyness and the distractions, the discouragements and the deceptions of this last day generation. I'm so glad that we can gather together here, right here on our website, on the internet, anywhere in America, anywhere in the world, and we can find a lamp unto our feet and a, a, a and a, a light unto our pathway so that we do not walk in confusion and deception and darkness uh, we have the light the illuminating power of the word of God. Amen. That's why David said, Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Well, the times are getting darker as it is prophesied. Darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness the people. But we are told in Isaiah 60 to arise and shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee and shall be seen upon thee. Amen. This is not of time uh, to get into the dismal, uh, a doubting, darkened attitude where so many are caught up in because of the uncertainties and because of the obvious uh, uh, inability of man to solve his own problems and resolve his own fears. Friend of mine, I'm, I've never been more happy to be a Christian than I am now. I've never been more excited about opening my Bible and seeing where we are and what we as Christians can expect in the very near future. Amen. This is God's God's holy, eternal word, and it has a track record of fulfillment to the letter. Hallelujah. And there's no reason to believe that the rest of the word yet to be fulfilled is not going to be fulfilled to the letter. Take courage today, but be sober and be vigilant because we are living in the beginning of the end. That's the title of our message today, the beginning of the end. And if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24 and verse 3. Listen to it carefully this morning. And as he said, Jesus, upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? Verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Now, Jesus' answer initially depicts events near at hand, the destruction of Jerusalem and the end of the Jewish state, and then down through time to the last days. There's a dual meaning, the immediate future and the prophetic future that touches our day in the 21st century. And he warned distinctly in verse of deception, Take heed that no man deceive you, in verse 4. And in verse 5, he said, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and deceive many. 
So I want to uh, really highlight that part of this. The end times will be a time of great deception. I remember when our webmaster, our our our, our web minister, uh, Brother Douglas. I remember when he said uh, something that was uh, really struck a, a chord with me, and it should strike a chord with you today. And he didn't say it in these exact words, but he mentioned the fact that one of the great, and if not the greater side of the end times that needs to be focused on is deception. You know, we have, and this is my part of that, we have wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and, and unprecedented global calamities, but deception seems to be not the major thing. It's easier to focus on a tidal wave or an earthquake or, or some of those other uh, cataclysmic weather events than it is to focus on the spiritual deception that is occurring right now in our generation in particular, marking it as an end-time generation. Listen to Second Timothy 3.13. It said, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. A modern paraphrase reads, Unscrupulous con men will continue to exploit the faith. They're as deceived as the people they lead astray. Things will only get worse. We're living in that day of deception. Friend of mine, if there's ever a time when you need to get in the Word of God and seek for truth, not just truth according to a personality on television, but the person of the Holy Spirit, amen, who is the Spirit of truth. Listen to 1 John 4 and verse 1. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Listen to Matthew twenty four eleven. Sign of the end times. Jesus said, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Verse 12 says, And because iniquity shall abound. Lawlessness, sinfulness is what that word means. The love of many shall wax cold. That's why the falling away begins to occur. Amen. That's why that so many are turning back. So many that have been called out of the city of destruction like Lot's wife are not only looking back, but going back into the world. As the proverb is true, the dog has returned to his vomit. Listen to 1 John 2.18. It says, Little children, it is the last time, and ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know it is the last time. Amen. Oh, friend of mine, the, the spirit of Antichrist is why there's such a push and persecution of Christians, especially now. Why? Because the spirit of Antichrist is at work. And it's in, and it's, it says we know it's the last time. When that really many Antichrist, not just 
and Antichrist during the tribulation, but many with the same spirit of Antichrist and Antichristian. Listen to First Timothy 4.1. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Amen. Some shall depart from the faith. That's what falling away means. That day, the coming of the day of the Lord and the coming of Christ shall not occur except there come a falling away first. And this is when and why that begins to occur. In the latter times, many false prophets and many of them in the name of Jesus are at heart Antichrist because their life, their morals, and their motives bear no resemblance at all to the life and motives and purpose of Christ. Listen, these are the things that begin to mark the end times. Love becoming cold, leaving the faith, and listening to the false and rejecting the true. You know, the Bible said, well, we're going to get right down to it. I'll just read it from the Scripture. Now, I want to make these statements first. The great weapon against deception is truth. So that's the first piece of spiritual armor is the belt of truth. All the rest of the armor hinged on it. When the Roman soldier rose to go to battle, he put it on first. Ephesians 6.14 says, Stand therefore, having your loins gird about with truth. 1 Peter 1.13 said, Gird up the loins of your mind. And 2 Timothy 4 and 3 says, For the time will come, and it's happening now. Listen carefully. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from hearing the truth. There's an Old Testament scripture that says truth is fallen in the streets, and no man layeth it to heart. I remember the heart-wrenching, heart-breaking story uh, that came out of one of our major cities. It could have been any one of them because all of them are becoming similar in the crime and the disassociation of ourself from, from even caring anymore about the carnage. I don't think we should live in a, a state of constant terror and trepidation, but we should live in a holy awareness awareness that that we need to get close to God. If you don't know the Lord, you need to come to him. There's no other hope. There's no other help. Amen. If you if you know the Lord, you need to make sure you're not part of the falling away, but amen. We need to be drawing near to the Lord now more than ever. You need to make sure that you are hearing and heeding God's truth. Amen. The first and foremost piece of spiritual armor is not the shield, it's not the sword, it's not the breastplate, it's not the shoes, it is the belt of 
truth. Because if the devil can deceive you, he can defraud you from all of the benefits and blessings and power of all the rest of the armor. Amen. Listen carefully. In this true, as I read it in the paper years ago, of a, of a people being awakened about 1.30 in the morning near an, impar- uh, an apartment complex for the, the screams, the horrifying screams for help from a young woman who was screaming because a man had her down on the ground and he was stabbing her to death. And she was screaming for help. After about 30 minutes and the screams had stopped and the lady was bleeding out or had bled out on the ground, then someone decided that they could anonymously call 911 and said, you know, we heard some bad noise here. You need to come. And when the police got there, she was, of course, dead, a corpse. And what puzzled them was why during that assault, no one called immediately for help. No one picked up the phone. They closed their blinds. They pulled together their curtains. That's what came to my mind when I read this. Truth has fallen in the streets and, and no one lays it to heart. Listen, you need a heart for truth today. We need to quit following personalities and follow the person God has sent to guide us into truth. You know, the scripture said, oh, I'm going to read it to you. Amen. Listen, First John 2.20 says, but we have, but we have, but we have an unction from the Holy One to know all things. This word unction right here connotates a special anointing to know truth. John 16 and verse 13 speaks of the Holy Spirit and it says, When He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He shall show you things to come. Praise God. I'm so glad that we don't open the Bible uh, with just our own understanding and ability to comprehend and rightfully divide it. We have an unction from the Holy One. We have a special anointing to know truth because He is not just the Spirit of power and wisdom and might. He is the Spirit of truth. Praise God. Amen. Listen to Matthew because Matthew 24, 6 through 8. Because he will, he will not only guide us into truth, he will show us and tell us the truth about things to come. Listen, Matthew 24, 6 through 8, Jesus says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7 says, But for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences. Does that ring a bell? Is that relevant to us? And earthquakes in diverse places. 
all these things, verse 8 says, is the beginning of sorrows. The end is not yet, but you see, this is the beginning of the end. And that's where we are living today, prophetically, biblically. We are living in the beginning of the end, marked by deception and global calamities. And the get-rich message today, not the get-ready message of Scripture, the get-rich message today has no relevance, is not, number one, it's not the right message, and it certainly isn't the message we need to hear living in the beginning of the end. The earthbound carnal church is like the foolish virgin, a lamp with no oil. It is like the false teachers that would come, a cloud without water. And and Luke 21 and verse 28 is very, very clear today. And when these things begin, not when they all happen, but when they start happening. See, it's the beginning of the end. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up. Lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. This word redemption here is your final deliverance. It's in the context of Jesus coming for his people. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad Jesus is coming soon? Amen. The world is looking at a hopeless end. But if we get in the word of God, amen, we're going to find that the Christian is looking for an endless hope. Because we know, amen, what is about to occur. We have an unction from the Holy One to know the truth of of Scripture rightfully divided. And we have an unction from the Holy One to avoid deception which shall be so strong, amen, in the latter times, in the last days. And, and, And so many will be deceived. But we have an unction from the Holy One, and we have Him to help us to know what to expect in the future as we read the Scriptures, and He shows us things to come. (laughs) One of the great things He's going to show us is that Jesus is coming very, very soon. And the message today is to be ye also ready For in an hour you think not, it's going to happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. But friend of mine, we can know it's coming and make ourselves ready. Hallelujah. Now is the time to check out your lamp. And now is the time to see if there's really any oil in it. Oil is a type of the Holy Spirit in many places in Scripture. And no oil in the lamp means we have an, an empty profession of faith and not a possession. Did you hear what I'm saying today? This is the parable of the five wise and the five foolish virgins. The five wise had oil in their lamp in anticipation. And that's what Luke 21 and 28 is all about. It's about a spirit of holy anticipation. When these things begin, and they're, they're happening now, it started. This is the beginning of the end. And when these things begin to come to pass, then lift up your heads. 
and look up. <laughs> Hallelujah. For your redemption draweth nigh. Praise God. When they start, and they have started even now. Praise the Lord. A spirit of anticipation. Listen to what the scripture says. And to them that look. That's looking for Christ to come. Looking for the bridegroom to appear. And to them that look. He shall appear. The second time. Without sin. Unto salvation. Praise God. What does that mean without sin? It means this coming. That we're to be anticipating is not when he comes to judge the whole world for their sins and we come back with him to rule and reign. No, without sin doesn't mean that he is sinless. That's a given. We know he was sinless on the cross, but he took our sins so our sins could be forgiven. He's not coming back without sin as if he to emphasize his purity and his sinlessness. He's not coming, in other words, to judge sin. Well, why is he coming in that coming? He's coming for you. He's coming for me. He's coming for us. Praise God. Amen. That's why the Bible said so clearly that to develop this spirit of anticipation. Amen. To them that look. He shall appear. Those that are looking for him. I'm going to tell you, if you're longing for him, you're looking for him. <laughs> Amen. You're looking for what you are longing for. Are you longing for a bigger house? Is your home not big enough? Amen. Do you want five bathrooms instead of three? Would that satisfy the big hole that's in your heart? Amen. Would a Bentley satisfy you more, more than, than <laughs> amen, more than a BMW? <laughs> well, what's it going to take? What will satisfy that big vacancy in your life what thing why are you why are we buying in to a false gospel in times like this is this a time to go after gold and silver here in the beginning of the end knowing that the end could occur any time you see the beginning of the end doesn't mean we've got to wait a hundred years for the end to come it means whatever whatever is going to happen has started to happen and it's happening now glory be to god and when it starts lift up your head look up and lift up your head develop a spirit of holy anticipation because your redemption is drawing near that's why we can face all of these terrifying and terrible events including earthquakes and kingdoms against kingdom and false prophets and false teachers and the persecution of the church we're living and the falling away we're living in the beginning of the end marked by deception and global calamities but we are living in holy anticipation of the soon coming of jesus christ praise god amen Amen. The five wise virgins had oil in their lamps. And when they heard the cry at midnight, 
the bride, behold, the bridegroom cometh. They were anticipating his coming. Amen. They, they immediately rose up and trimmed their lamps and went out to meet him. <laughs> Amen. But the foolish were not ready. They had no oil in their lamps and they cried out. They had this empty profession, profession of faith and no real true possession of the faith. Amen. They went to church, but they didn't meet Christ. You don't get saved because you, oh, there's a lot of people that don't go to church and a lot of people that go to church. I'm going to tell you, sitting in church won't make you a Christian if you don't meet Christ any more than sitting in the garage will make you a Buick. Amen. You won't become a car by sitting with cars in the garage. And you won't become a Christian by sitting with Christians in church. You will become a Christian when you repent of your sin and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Your sovereign and your Lord and Savior. Your sovereign and your Savior. Friend of mine, today we are living in the beginning of sorrows, which means birth pangs. In the actual Greek, it means once they have started, there is going to come a culmination. A birth is going to occur. And as sure as a birth is going to occur as soon as labor has begun, the coming of the Lord is going to happen as sure as these end time events begin to occur and and they're going to occur in greater frequency that's how labor works amen and that's what's happening there's always been wars rumors of wars there's always been earthquakes and tidal waves and famines and pestilences but now they're coming back to back to back to back with greater frequency and deception and falling away has hit the, the Christian community, and I'm going to tell you right now, everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken, but there's something positive behind, and in spite of such a negative event, so that that which cannot be shaken might remain. And we as Christians, having received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, Hallelujah. Friend of mine, that's why we're lifting up our heads today. That's why we are looking up. I love the songs of, of really two decades ago because they were focused on His coming and our going to meet Him and live with Him forever. Amen. Troublesome times are here, we used to sing, filling our hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear. Now, can you imagine coming to our generation from that generation? They already saw it coming. Amen. Freedoms we all hold dear. Now are at stake. Amen. And it's talking about in the chorus, Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet their doom and trumpets will sound. Praise God. I used to open up our one of our uh, radio ministries years ago with the song, Jesus, I can't wait to see Jesus. I can't wait to look upon His face. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a brand new spirit in the air. There's a whole lot of people going home. Amen. It was just over and over. We were, we were stimulated. 
because of the truth of the word and the circumstances of the time and the, and the promise of God prophetically, we were stimulated to long for him and to look for him. And to them that look, he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Hallelujah. Today, are you longing for him? Is your heart still ablaze with the first love for him? Today, are you a Christian caught up in the falling away? Are you a Christian going against the tide? You know, today they warn us of rip currents. If you get out in the beach and you get caught in one of those currents running parallel to the beach, it will begin to try to take you out to sea. And if you don't get out of it, it will take you into the depths further and further and further. And when you tire from trying to swim against it, you will drown. It is a very dangerous thing, even for a strong swimmer, to be caught in a rip current. And many die every single summer beach season from being caught in a rip current. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to take the time. Please stay with us just a little while longer today. We just we just rescued a dog that had almost been killed by another dog and had a tumor on its back and had to have surgery and the piece of the ear was bit off. The throat was uh, opened up and had to heal, almost bled to death. We, we rescued that old dog <laughs> and and brought him into our home. We just began to love on him unconditionally. And he wasn't lovable and he looked awful. And yet we loved on him. I'm going to tell you, you talk about returning love. (laughs) Just in a few weeks, that dog is just transforming every single day. He loves to be loved, and he loves us back for loving him. But I read the story while uh, meditating uh, somewhere in the house where we all like to sit and read. And I, I, I read a story about a dog that is the same breed as ours, a Burmese mountain dog. Ours happens to be mixed with a Belgian shepherd. And he uh, he was a rescue dog as well, and his master took him to the beach. They were just playing on the beach. The dog loved running, chasing, and having that kind of freedom. And a a mother and her son got caught in a rip current. And they were crying out for help because the harder they swam against it, the more it began to pull them out. Now, no one knew the background of this dog that had been rescued. But without anyone giving him a cue or saying anything to him, he took off into the water and he swam out and got the son And let the son hold on to his tail. And he swam. Now these dogs are double coated. They're from Switzerland. The the coat is heavy. And the dog is heavy. And yet he was able to pull them back into shallow water. 
where they could stand when waist-deep water. And the moment the son was saved, he went back out and got the mother. And in this particular newspaper, in this particular town, (laughs) he was given, it it was the story of him being given some kind of hero's medal from the police department or some department because he was a hero. And where did he get that? Where did he get that training? How how did he instinctively know to go out there and save these strangers as they cried out for help? Well, I'm going to tell you, we got someone today. Amen. And we know where he came from. He's the spirit of truth. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you're caught in a rip current of deception and you are being pulled deeper into sin, I'm going to tell you what he's going to do. He's going to come for you. He's going to hear your cry. If you will call out to God, the Holy Spirit is going to come for you in the name of Jesus Christ. And he's going to pull you back to safety. There's hope for you today because there's help for you today. Oh, call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord if you're bound by alcohol, if you're bound by pornography, if you're bound by some kind of sin that's like a chain that you you can't break. I know you, even if you wanted to, and sometimes you're losing the will to. But I'm going to tell you, the Bible said, if you welcome God into your life, if you receive Christ as your Savior, it'll be God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He'll not only reveal his will to you and prompt you to obey it, he will give you everything you need to obey it. That chain will break. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's a song out that says, Are you bound? Well, he's a chain breaker. Glory to God. Are you lost? He's a way maker. Today, I urge you, I adjure you, If you don't know Jesus Christ, that you will come to Christ today. That you will not run from Him and not give up on Him and give up on yourself. That you will cry out. Because if you cry out, the Scripture is very, very clear. He's going to come for you. He will run to you. He will meet you somewhere If you will run to Him, you won't have to run all the way to Him because He will meet you and He will help you. Amen. And if you're a Christian today, in the name of Jesus, if you're a Christian today, I pray that you will not run from God, but you also will run to Him. That you will not fall away, that you will not be caught in a rip current of the falling away, but that you will start running and you will run all the way home. Hallelujah. And you will be saved and you will be safe in the name of Jesus and for the glory of God. Father, I want to thank you for everyone that has stayed with us to the end of this broadcast today. I want to thank you more than anything else for Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I pray in His name right now that many will come to know You and that many will be saved and that none will be lost 
and that no one will be left behind. Many are called, but few are chosen. Help us to respond to the call that we might be part of those who are chosen in the name of Jesus. And for the glory of God I ask it. Amen and amen.